if all this, if 90% of the things that I do don't require me to do effort to 10%, I'm not going to go and put effort. But that is the mindset, right? That is the evidence. That train of thought is the evidence of mediocrity. What am I saying to y'all? How you do anything is how you do everything. Oh, y'all got to listen to me closely. How you do anything is how you do everything. And I mean everything. I don't care if it's sweeping the floor. I don't care if it's washing dishes. I don't care if it's you studying. I don't care if it's how you open a water bottle. How you do anything is how you do everything. And I mean everything. So if you're complacent in one area, if you're mediocre in one area, it's going to bleed into other areas of your life. It's going to bleed into your relationship. It's going to bleed into your finances. It's going to bleed out into your diet. It's going to bleed into your children. Your children will be mediocre. And we don't want that. What's going on, everybody? I'm back again, Keontre Daniels, your host at KD Speaks Podcast on all social media platforms. You can go and subscribe to my YouTube page on YouTube to watch the podcast if you would like. And we are streaming on all podcast platforms. That's right. Anywhere where you can listen to a podcast, we are there. Okay? We are there. And I need you to know that. I need you to know that. So that's how you can support us, by going and watching, listening, and leaving a review. Watching, listening, and leaving a review. And don't forget to share it. Okay? Do not forget to share. All right. So one of the things that I was thinking about, right, was mediocrity. Ooh. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a very good one for me because mediocrity, man. Complacency kills. And if you don't get anything else out of this episode today, I need you to know and understand that complacency it kills. Complacency kills dreams. Complacency kills desire. Complacency kills ambition. It kills. It destroys. It devours. Anything that you have in your tank, anything that you have that causes you to get up, called motivation, that drive, that will, anything that snuffs it out and says no more of that, is complacency. Complacency can sneak in and creep in in many different areas of our lives. How do I know? I know complacency all too well. How do I know? Because I spent the majority of my childhood, I spent the majority of my adulthood life, which hasn't been that long. I'm only 25. I spent the majority being complacent. And I want to ask those of you out there that are listening, are you being complacent? Are you being complacent in the things that you say you want to do? Are you being complacent in the different areas of your life where you show up every single day? Are you complacent when you show up and you go home? Are you complacent when you go to your job? Are you complacent when you're being a mother, when you're being a father? Are you just settling for the very bare minimum? Why are we talking about this, right? Because last week we talked about mindset. We talked about mindset, and your mindset is important because it has a complete and total impact on everything that you do. 
It has a complete and total impact on everything that you do. And many of us, we are where we are because of our mindset. We discovered that last week, right? And if you haven't listened to the episode, go back and listen to the episode so you can be prepared for what's about to happen in this one, okay? Your mindset says it's okay to do the bare minimum. And if that's you, that means that you are okay with being mediocre. That means that you are okay with being average. That means that you are okay with having the bare minimum. And I don't know about you, but the bare minimum, bare minimum just means survival. The bare minimum just means that I just want to get by. And too many of us, want, we just want to get by. And I'm letting you know because you're listening to this podcast, because you're a part of this community, right? You're a part of who we are and what we do as a people. The main thing is the mindset. But if you're going to be a part of this community, you have to know and understand that it comes down to we cannot settle. We cannot accept the bare minimum. We cannot just accept I only want to survive. How do I know what I'm talking about? What, what does this look like? I'm glad you asked. I'm so glad that you asked the question. Why? Because when you ask a sharp question, you will get a sharp answer. I'll say that again. When you ask a sharp question, you will get a sharp answer. And right now, I'm about to give you a sharp answer. But before I give you a sharp answer, I want to tell you a story. Man, for so long in my life, I was mediocre. For so long in my life, I was willing to accept the bare minimum. For so long in my life, I wanted to do the least amount of work. For so long in my life, I wanted to produce the least amount of effort. But there's no real problem with that, right? The issue is when you want to put in the least amount and expect the greatest outcome. The issue with that is you want to put in the least amount of effort, the least amount of energy, the least amount of sacrifice, and have the greatest outcome, the greatest reward. You want the greatest compensation. You want the greatest. You want the highest level, but you put in the very bare minimum. So I'll tell y'all my story. And this is a piece of it. It'll come out in my book soon to come. It's coming very soon. So stay tuned for that, for the book that's coming out. And uh, I'll let you know, just a little inside scoop, only here on the podcast that this has ever been told. So this is very exclusive, right? When I was growing up, okay, when I was in school, middle school, I specifically remember seventh grade. Seventh grade. I remember all of my school years. I remember every single grade like it was yesterday. And it's so powerful to me because it was a very turbulent time in my life emotionally. I couldn't identify with who I was. I couldn't really pick a side or a group or a clique of friends that said, you know, this is where I belong. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. And while I was searching for my identity, while I was looking for all these different things, I wanted a certain outcome. I wanted a certain outcome. And in this adventure of discovery, I would look for the greatest outcome. I would look for the greatest reward. I would look for certain areas in my life, whether it was friends or being in the band and playing music or playing sports and physical education and those different things. I would always look for the greatest outcome, but I always try to show up 
with the least amount of work. What does that look like? I remember in seventh grade, I was in reading. I had another class in English. And uh, shout out to some of the greatest teachers that I had, uh, two of them specifically, Miss Scott and Miss King. Miss King is a principal now. I don't know where Miss Scott is, but shout out to these specific individuals. Why? Because I said that they're the greatest. I didn't say that they were my favorite. I hope y'all caught that. I did not say that they were my favorite. I said that they were the greatest. Why? Because that was like the first form of accountability that I had in my life. And many of you are still mediocre because you don't have the right people. You don't have the right teachers. You don't have the right deans, professors, family members, relatives, friends, relationships, coworkers. You don't have the right people that you allow to speak into your life and hold you accountable to the thing that you say that you want. And I know for me that these specific two individuals, they will always hold me accountable because they saw greatness in me. They saw potential inside of me, and they would not allow this potential to go to the grade. They would not allow me to go to the next level. They would not allow me to go into the eighth grade, go into the ninth grade, go into the tenth grade with the same mindset. They did everything within their willpower, not just from assigning homework, not just from doing tests and quizzes, not just from holding me to a certain standard, but they would remind me each and every day that, Keontra, you're better than this. Keontra, you can do more. Keontra, getting a 99 when there's one more point, you can go and get the 100. Put in the effort. Study a little longer. You don't have to just settle for a regular class. You don't just have to settle for advanced class. You can go into AP class. And for those of us that don't know, it's advanced placement. AP classes, sometimes they go for college credit. I, I didn't go to college, so I might be wrong right there. But if so, go to the highest level, go to the highest extent, and allow yourself to be challenged. But the thing about mediocrity is it will not allow you to go to the highest level. It will not allow you to go to a place that requires you to do more, that requires you to tap into your fullest potential. That's what mediocrity does. And remember at the beginning, I told you that mediocrity, it kills. Complacency, it kills. And I was very complacent in the seventh grade. Why? Because I fell into a trap. I fell into a mindset and a narrative. I fell into a story that was told to me that in order to go to the military, right, you don't need all, you don't need all these different certifications. You don't need these different titles. You barely need a high school diploma. And I mean barely. All you need is a 2.0 to graduate and get a high school diploma. That's a D average. That is a D average. You barely have to pass tests. You don't really have to do any homework. You can fail quizzes here and there. And at the end of the quarter, at the end of the year, you pass certain state exams. You pass certain uh, quarter tests and different things that allow your GPA, that allow your grade for that class, your grade for that quarter, that grade for those nine weeks, however your school is broken down and broken into, broke, like the different pieces that it's segmented into, right? That determines if you go to the next level. And the bar, the standard for the next level was so low. And I knew that I could not stay in school. I could not go in there and sit down for eight hours out of the day and they talked to me about things that did not apply to the next level of life. 
And what is the next level of life? Not the next grade. Not from middle school to high school. Not from elementary school to middle school. Not that. Not from high school to college. No, 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 no. What I wanted to know was what is going to make me successful when I leave high school? Some of you might have had that question. And I believe you did if you're listening to this podcast. And if you didn't, that's okay. You're welcome as well. But I just had this burning desire, this burning question that was inside of me that said, hey, what is the importance of doing all of this? Not only was I just trying to get out of the schoolwork, not only was I just trying to get by, not only did I just have these questions, but the question was legitimate. And to this day, I have no answer. I understand why we have to go to school. I understand why children go to school. But for me, the answer was not enough because the people that gave me the answer, they weren't even sure. They didn't know why they went to school. They didn't know why we spent so much time in this place with all these strangers and we're supposed to be learning. But when we leave and we get done and we go to the 12th grade and we graduate, if we graduate, we go and we graduate and we're supposed to just figure the rest out. Nothing that we learn applied to the real world. And that's what my question was. But I didn't understand a simple principle, which was, hey, complacency, it kills. Mediocrity, it kills. It destroys. It consumes. What does it consume? Your dream, your desire, your passion, your interest. It consumes. It consumes and eats it right up. And I remember in seventh grade, I was getting ready to go to the eighth grade, and I had I was fortunate enough to have Miss King again because she taught English in seventh and eighth grade. And in eighth grade, I was getting ready to go to high school. It was towards the end of the year. The summer's about to start again. And I was getting ready to go to high school, entering into the ninth grade. I had already, you know, kind of made some type of reputation for academics, right? I was able to excel. I was able to exceed, but I wasn't doing it. The most I would do is a C. And let me show y'all how mediocre I was. At the beginning of the year, right, I always had a plan. At the beginning of the year, the teachers would always give out a rubric. And a rubric is basically something that just shows you the percentage of the work, okay? So tests would be like, I don't know, 70% of your total grade. Just making up numbers here. The rubric would provide me the answer, okay? And this is in seventh grade. It probably started in sixth grade, honestly. In seventh grade, the test would be weighted 70%, okay? Quizzes would be 20%. So we're at 90%. Homework would be 10%. So at the beginning of the year, I was smart enough I was calculated enough to go in and say, I don't really have to do my best. If I never do homework throughout the entire year, the lowest grade I could get is an A. A 90. If I got 100s on every single thing, on all the tests and all the quizzes, and I did zero homework, that means I can do all of my work at school and never have to do anything at home. 
I can do all of my work at school and do everything at home. I didn't like bringing school work home with me after I've been there for eight hours, nine hours. If you got sports, you're doing extracurriculars, you stay in study hall, you're getting tutoring or whatever you're doing, right? Or you get there early in the morning before anybody else. You got some type of practice or whatever you're doing. I did not want to be there any longer than I had to. And I still remember it like yesterday because it was just a terrible time for me. It was a terrible time because there was no real understanding. I was salty. I was very salty when I had to show up, when I had to wake up. I had to go to bed early to go to this place, right? I'm like, this makes no sense. But you know what made sense to me? Percentages. Percentages make sense because we get paid in percentages. We operate within our day in percentages. And when we break down our day, your day is broken down into percentages. How much time, how much effort you give for your job. How much time, how much effort you give for your family, for your children, for your spouse, for your relationship, for your goals. It's all broken down into percentages. And if we can take on just a little mindset of, you know what? I can give 70% in this area, 20% in this area, but if I don't give 10% in this area, the bare minimum I would get is an A, is a 90. 70 plus 20 equals 90. And when I showed up in Miss King's class and I would only give the 70%. And here's where the fun part was. I wasn't going to put in the effort. Let me show you how mediocre I was. I would not put in the effort, right? I told you how I would go and calculate these percentages, but I knew and I understood that I don't even have to get 100%. I can get 80s. I can get 70s. I can get a D every once in a while. Now, when I first started doing this, I wasn't getting Ds. I would, I would get A's. I would get A's on quizzes. And, you know, when I didn't feel like doing anything for the week, you know, every once in a while, I come out with a C. I come out with, you know, a, a B or an A. It fluctuated, but I knew that it would average out and I would be between, you know, high C, low B, maybe an A, depending on what the schoolwork was, right? But all because of the rubric, all because of the guideline, all because of the plan and the path that was laid out for me, I was able to take advantage of it. And I want to transition right here a little bit and let you know that there is a plan. There is a rubric. There is a guideline and a narrative. There is a path that has been set out for you. And I want you to know that you don't have to follow it. I want you to know that you don't have to do the least amount of effort, that you don't have to put in the least amount of work to get the greatest outcome. I want you to know that that is no longer acceptable. And I believe that that's what Ms. Scott and Ms. King, that's, I believe that's what they were telling me, right? I believe that they understood this about my potential because I wasn't doing the homework, because I barely paid attention in class, because they were able to see things in me as a child that I could not see. And one thing about Ms. Scott, when we would go in that class, we would play so much. There was just so much talking, so much joking, class clowns. I'm talking about it was just a party when we went in there, right? And Ms. Scott, she understood that my upbringing, she understood that the way that I carried myself, even as a child, I was not like the rest of the students in the class. I stood out. And if you're listening to this podcast, I need you to know that you stand out. 
just from your desire. You're not like everybody in your group. You're not like the people that you surround yourself with. You know that you're different. You know that you want something more. You know that there's a desire that's being killed, that's being strangled out, being choked out by complacency, by mediocrity. You know it. And Ms. Scott would call me out every other week. We would go outside the classroom in the middle of teaching. She would come and she would talk to me. She would get all in my face and let me know, hey, you, you disrupting the class. And I'm like, disrupting the class? Me? Everybody else is being disrupted too. Everybody else is talking. Everybody else is barely doing the work. They're not understanding. They're not comprehending. And she would instantly stop me and cut me off and let me know I'm a child speaking to an speaking to an adult like this. I wasn't raised to be disrespectful, but I had the understanding, and I didn't really understand the real issue, what the problem was at the time. I understood what she was saying, but I didn't think that it was fair. So my argument was, and I was in the wrong, 100%. I couldn't say that then because I was totally all jacked up and out of order. But my understanding said this isn't fair. They get to talk. They get to play. They get to laugh and joke and not do their work. They get to do all this other stuff, but I'm being punished for it? That's not fair. That's not fair. And many of you have been in an unfair situation. It might not be in the realm of school. It might not be in the realm of academics. It might not be. Somebody could have just totally treated you unfairly. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's a lot of unfair things out there. Life is unfair. Life is unfair. And that's something that has been lost in translation over time. With this new age era, whatever's going on in society and mentality of people that think that everybody's supposed to be equal, everybody's supposed to have the same level and the same starting point, the reality is it is not so. The reality is everybody is not born to fortune and fame. The reality is we don't always have an equal starting line. And the sooner that you accept that, the sooner that you accept that in your mind and you say, okay, I'm not looking to the left, I'm not looking to the right, but this is what I have. These are the lemons that have been dealt unto me. These are the cards that have been dealt unto me. I'm going to make it work in my favor. I'm going to play the cards that I have. And in seventh grade, when I would be outside the classroom talking to Ms. King, I could hear the classroom going into an uproar, not because I'm in trouble, but because there's no more regulation there. And many of you still have regulation that is holding you back. That regulation is mediocrity. You haven't gone all in. You haven't stepped fully into the thing that's calling you, the thing that's letting you know, hey, we don't want to be here anymore. Hey, we don't want to accept what's been given to us anymore. Hey, we don't want to accept the standard. I want something different. I want something new. I want to encourage you to get rid of that regulator. I want to encourage you to get rid of the thing that's holding you back. And I'm telling you, it starts with your mindset. And in your mindset, there is some shape, form, or fashion of mediocrity. Get rid of it. So while I'm standing outside talking with uh, Miss Scott, and she's letting me know, that's the problem. 
That's the problem. The disruption, right? They aren't getting the work the same way that you do. They don't understand even though they're talking and playing. You can halfway pay attention. She was talking to me, letting me know, informing me that there was a certain gift. There was a certain ability. There was a certain potential that when I go in the classroom, I don't have to necessarily sit down and be quiet. I don't necessarily have to sit down and look and stare and take notes and do this and do that. But there was a certain skill that I was born with. It was innate to me that I could go in and I could just listen in the background. I could do other stuff, listen to what she's saying, and understand the lesson. And this was a reading class. My comprehension was great. And the advantage that I had, right, I didn't start in public school, just a little context to this story. I went to private school. I went to private school up until fourth grade. So when I came out of the private school system and I went to public school, everything was a lot easier. So I'm going in with this mentality, but I've picked up, check this out, I want y'all to catch this, I picked up the culture of public school. Kids were getting up and walking to the trash can without permission. They would just make comments and talk out loud. This is a total shock to me because where I come from in the private school, you had to raise your hand. If you wanted to get up and sharpen your pencil, if you wanted to walk from your seat to six feet away to the trash can, you don't just get up out of your seat. You don't just get up out of your seat and disrupt the rest of the class. You don't just get to comment on something and open your mouth without consequences and repercussions. But what I learned was in the public school, right, at first it was a culture shock, and I'm like, wow, you get to just do whatever you want? And it took a while for me to accept and conform. Hear me again. It took a while for me to accept and then conform. It's going to take you a while to accept and then conform to the new environment that you say that you want. It's going to take a while. And after I accepted and I conformed, I began to get up out of my seat. I began to shout out loud and say whatever I wanted or talk about somebody or make jokes or throw things in the classroom or whatever it was and just be disruptive. But this was the environment, right? Your environment has so much impact. And in that environment, I learned how to be mediocre because it was not the standard that I came from. But once again, I spent eight hours out of my day, right? And many of us, if you're an adult, you go to work for eight or more hours out of your day. You go to work eight or more hours out of your day. And the people, the conversation, your supervisor, the work, some of it is so monotonous. Some of it is just the same mundane everything every single day. You go there and you show up for eight hours and you're not getting fed in your mind. You're, you're not receiving anything that's breaking the chain, that's breaking the yoke, that's breaking this constricting jacket of mediocrity. And that's the problem. It's causing us to settle. Because when I would go home, I had a couple hours before I had to go to bed, before I went to bed, and in those couple hours, what was being reinforced? I'm going home and watching TV. I told y'all I'm not doing homework, so I'm going home, I'm watching TV. Straight up, SpongeBob, every single day for at least two hours. And then whatever came on after that. So when I saw this life and I just really settled, there was no discipline, there was no real correction. I was able to just use my talent and my gift and abuse it, right? Anything that I... Anything that we don't know the original intent, the original function and or purpose of, we will always abuse it. 
And I had the unusual aptitude to understand all literacy, wisdom, you know, anything. Anything that was presented before me, math, science, I could get it. It, it, One thing I didn't care about was history, okay? I just didn't care for the stories. They were very boring, all right? We can get into that later, but I just didn't have... I would have had to put in effort in history, and everything else told me that I didn't, so I didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't do it. If all this, if 90% of the things that I do don't require me to do effort to 10%, I'm not going to go and put effort. But that is the mindset, right? That is the evidence. That train of thought is the evidence of mediocrity. What am I saying to y'all? How you do anything is how you do everything. Oh, y'all got to listen to me closely. How you do anything is how you do everything. And I mean everything. I don't care if it's sweeping the floor. I don't care if it's washing dishes. I don't care if it's you studying. I don't care if it's how you open a water bottle. How you do anything is how you do everything. And I mean everything. So if you're complacent in one area, if you're mediocre in one area, it's going to bleed into other areas of your life. It's going to bleed into your relationship. It's going to bleed into your finances. It's going to bleed out into your diet. It's going to bleed into your children. Your children will be mediocre. And we don't want that. We want to advance the society. We want to create great kingdom seed. We want to reproduce great children. But greatness does not come from mediocrity. Greatness does not come from settling. And once I really realized, you know, hey, man, this is, you're doing the bare minimum. You're doing the bare minimum. And it took a while. I was an adult. Because after I had all these conversations with Miss King, after I had all these conversations with Miss Scott, and it would go on every other week, pulling me outside, hey, you're disrupting the class. And I'm like, I'm not disrupting the class. They're disrupting themselves. They're doing that of their own free will. They're telling me I'm a leader and this, this, and that, and, you know, whatever. I'm not hearing it. Because all I see is other individuals that's like me, we're the same age, we look alike, we sound alike, we're doing the same exact things. And you're telling me I'm leading? But in my mind, I was making a choice. I chose to be mediocre. And some of us, we're not even aware that this is the life that we're living. We're not even aware that we're settling every day. We're not even aware that the dream that we once had when we were a child, when we were a teenager, when we were in our 20s and our 30s, we're not even aware that it's been choked out by society, that it's been choked out by statistics. It's been choked out by our environment. It's been choked out by our friends. We're not even aware. We're not even aware. So I'm just here to bring awareness to you today. Because when I left middle school, when I left high school, and all those years from 7th grade to 12th grade, I was still being mediocre. Still being mediocre. Same mentality, but worse. You don't even stay at the same level with mediocrity. You decline. Your health starts to decline. When you say, oh, it's okay, I'm just going to warm this food up. I'm just going to not exercise. I'm not going to take my health serious. I'm not going to really invest or learn what I need to do. I'm not going to take my nutrition seriously. I'm not going to take my immune system seriously. I'm not going to take my sleep schedule seriously. Your health starts to decline. So on and so forth. Your communication, relationships. Your love, your spouse. 
your time, your children. When you're mediocre with your time, it affects your children. You don't even have to have kids. I need you to understand this. There's a certain mentality that people think, when I have children, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. But if you're not already doing X, Y, and Z right now, if you're not already loving a caring person, and you're not going above and beyond right now, there's no light switch that you get to turn on and say, okay, I'm great now. Okay, I'm going to go and over-deliver. Okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to do everything that's possible to take my health serious. It's not a light switch. It doesn't just turn on. I don't care how gifted you are. I don't care how talented you are. There's a certain thing. Remember what I said, that mediocrity, that complacency, it kills. It chokes things out. It strangles it and says, oh, no, that dream you once had, we're going to get rid of that. I know you, want, you used to want this type of car, but that costs so much money, we're just going to settle. We're going to go and get this car. And you forget all about the transition. You forget all about the process of leveling up. Because those simple desires is what takes you to the next level and get the soft skills, the hard skills, get the character, the integrity that is required to go to the next level. And I'm telling y'all, it's not a light switch. Because I got to the military, right? I graduated like a two-point something. I don't even think it was a 2.5. I don't think it was a 2.5. Could have easily been somewhere in the top, you know, 10% of my class, easily. But there was no point. <laughs> no, no job in America is saying, hey, what, uh, were you summa cum laude? Were you in the top 10%? They don't care. Do you have a high school diploma? That's what they're asking you. Why? Because your salary is the bride to make you forget your dreams. That hourly wage is the bribe to make you think that you're doing something, that you're going somewhere in life. And I'm talking to those of you that want more, right? I'm talking to those of you, if you if you okay with where you at, that's cool, that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. But I'm talking to those of you that want more. I'm talking to those of you that complacency has choked out your dream, has choked out your vision. I'm telling you to go back and pick up that vision. Go back and clean it up. I'm, go, I'm telling you to go back and write it down and make it plain. Go back and breathe life into it. Go back and start speaking about it. Go back and start having some of the conversations you were having that was so inspirational, that was so motivational, that allowed you to rise up through times of adversity, that allowed you to rise up through times of challenging, heartbreak, disappointment, that allowed you to rise up. It did not allow you to give up because you were so focused. When you're mediocre, when you're complacent, you're not focused on anything. On anything, not even yourself. Because you won't take care of yourself when you're mediocre. You won't take care of yourself when you're complacent. And complacency kills, even if it has to kill you. And I just really think about this time in my life because I thought that the military could give me the money and the lifestyle that I dreamed of. And I want to bring y'all into, you know, just my mind frame at the time. I want a Ferrari. I want a big mansion. I wanted my mom, my dad, my family. I wanted everybody to come live with me and not have to worry about anything. And as a child, I had no real idea of, you know, what it takes to live that type of life. I just knew at that time, at that moment, that the most amount of money that I could see 
that I could actually put my eyes on were the people in the military. They wore certain clothes. They drove certain cars. And clearly, this access from the military is giving them, in my brain, millions of dollars. So I'm like, oh, yeah, easy. I'll put my life on the line. And all I have to do is 20 years. I'll be 37, 38 when I retire. And they're going to give me a check for the rest of my life. They're going to take care of my health insurance. They're going to take care of my housing. And I get to use my money for my car, this big, uh, elaborate life that I want to live, right? I want to wear a different pair of shoes every single day. I want to wear a different pair of clothes every single day, and I want to just be able to give stuff away. I want to have that much money. I want to be able to go to the store and buy whatever it is I want without looking at the price tag. I was thinking like this as a child, right? YouTube wasn't even out like that. YouTube wasn't even a thing. It came out in, like, the early 2000s, but it wasn't big. It, you know, people weren't recording this stuff and putting this type of lifestyle out there. But what I'm saying to you is, right, I did the bare minimum to get to a place to realize and understand very quickly that, wait a minute, I've been lied to somewhere. And the lie came from, I can't live the lifestyle I want to live. Even at the highest level, from E1 to E9, if I made it all the way to E9, I still couldn't really live how I want to live because of the demand, right? I didn't mind working, but the freedom was not there. I didn't mind working, but the money had a cap to it in the military. You could only make so much. Yeah, you can invest. Yeah, you can do other things. But I'm saying to you, when I signed up for the military, I thought I was instantly going to be this millionaire. And it's, it's just come from being ignorant. I had no idea. But I knew that it didn't take that much effort to get in. You had to be somewhat healthy, right? Not too much of a criminal. If you did drugs, okay, you get a waiver. You got a 2.0 and a diploma, cool. You can even get a GED, doesn't matter. And we're going to pay you. Sure, sign me up. Sign me up, I will do it, right? But when I got there, I realized, wait a minute. I can't live the life that I said that I want to live. And now there's a new question that formed in my mind and said, how do I get what it is I say I want? And for six years, I asked myself that. For six years, I, I tried to put the pieces to the puzzle, and I tried to figure out a way, like, well, maybe if I save, maybe if I budget, maybe if I don't do any debt, maybe if I get into debt. I tried so many different things, and I still wasn't getting the outcome. But throughout those six years, I learned how to not be complacent. I learned how to not be mediocre. I learned how to attach, how to detach my effort from the outcome. What does that mean? I learned how to do things without expecting a reward. I learned how to do things without expecting recognition and accolades. And people saying, oh, yeah, Keontre took out the trash. Oh, yeah, Keontre swept the floor. Man, I didn't need any of that. I wanted to become the best version of myself because I knew and I understood that I've only been the worst version. Oh, man, y'all not hearing me. I was only the worst version of myself every time I settled. I was only the worst version of myself when I said, you know what, it don't take all of that. Yes, it does take all of that. I'm telling you right now that it does take all of that. It takes every single thing, every single effort, every single ounce of energy that you have, you got to take it and you got to use it to be the very best 
person, the very best version of yourself. How many of you are still operating on the firmware from 2013? How many of you are still operating from a version of you that was when you were a child, that when you were traumatized, that when you were heartbroken, that when you were disappointed? How many of you were still operating from that firmware? If you got an iPhone, you got an Android, whatever kind of phone you got, right, we don't allow our phones to not be upgraded, whether it's physically or just the software. But whatever update is coming out, right, whether you be on Facebook or Instagram, you're constantly getting updates. They're changing the features. They're changing how you interact within the app. They're changing these different things. And I'm letting you know as a person, we as human beings, we have to change. We have to upgrade. We have to evolve. Nothing in nature is allowed to stay the same. Nothing. It has to develop. It has to grow. It has to move with the season. And many of you are stuck in an old season, and that's what's causing you to be complacent. That's what's causing you to be killed and choked out in your dreams. That's what's causing you to stop and settle. And I just want you to know today that today is a day that you can make a choice and a decision that says no more. I will become the best version of myself. I will be the best that I can be. I can be the best that I can be. I must be the best that I can be. Not just for materialistic things. Don't ever get it twisted on this podcast. We're becoming the best version of ourselves. We're no longer being mediocre. Why? Because my family depends on it. I got little cousins that's being born right now that are depending on my success, that are depending on whether I get up every single day and say, you know what, I got to go and get after it. I got to get after it. I got to show up at work and be the very best version of myself. I don't care how much they hate on me. I don't care how much they say, oh, he's always trying to get better. Oh, he's always trying to get a certification. He's always smiling and greeting everybody, even though we, he knows that we don't like him. He knows that we're talking about him. He knows that we don't try to help him when he needs help. He knows that. But why is he still speaking to me? Why? Because it, my, my level of effort, my level of energy, my attitude is not predicated on how you treat me. But I know that I'm only here for a short amount of time. I know that I'm only here for a season. I know that I'm only just passing through. And no matter what the situation, no matter what the circumstance is, I'm held to a higher standard, a kingdom standard that says, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts, saith God. And when we have this understanding, we begin to move differently. We begin to talk differently. We begin to think differently. And it's a kingdom mindset. And it's evident in our actions. And nothing about the kingdom has anything to do with lack. Nothing about the kingdom is mediocre. Nothing about the kingdom says, hey, we'll settle for this. This is okay. This is good enough. Nothing. I'm not talking about perfection, but I'm talking about giving your very best. Give your very best. Your children deserve it. I understand some of you might not have children. I understand you, you might not even be married yet. But understand this. When you begin to take the why off of you and put it on someone else, you put it on your family's name, you put it on your children and your unborn children and your great-grandchildren that haven't even been thought of or conceived or conceptualized, when you, when you put it past that, you are able to now go a little bit further. When you're tired, you say, I got a little bit more. 
Because I got some people that are not even in this world yet that are counting on me. I have some people who will listen to a podcast, and if I don't give my very best, they're going to suffer. They're going to be stuck. They're going to be stagnant a little longer, and I can't have it. So I'm talking to you today to give you an impact, to, to give you some influence, some inspiration. I'm talking to you today because you need it, and some people need you. It might not be a podcast. It might not you be to it might not be you that talks in front of people. It might not be you, but you might have an idea. You might have a thought. You might have some money. You might have time. You might be able to love on people and say, you know what? It's okay. And you might be a comforter for people. Whatever it is, you might be able to cook and cook a great home-cooked meal. So when people come to your house, when people come to your kitchen, they come to your restaurant, and they're able to taste your food, they feel the love. They feel the gift. They feel the talent and the time and the energy that you have taken to put into that. And just your meal, that meal could inspire them. I want to ask you today, what inspires you? What makes you feel like you can go to the next level? What makes you feel like you can keep going in the time of adversity? What makes you feel like, you know what, even though today was hard, even though this week was hard, this month, this year, this decade was hard, I'm going to keep going. That's what I need you to go and be around. And if it's this podcast, I need you to come on here every single week. I need you to listen to the episode and re-listen to it. I need you to find other people, and I need you to fabricate. I don't care if it's virtually. You need to go and get your headphones on and put it on and get your blinders on, and you got to get focused. You got to get focused. You got to stop giving energy to certain situations that are causing you to be drained. And now when it's time for you to go and be inspired and do the thing that you said you wanted to do, you no longer have the energy. You got to cut that off. I'm telling you right now, you got to cut it off. So why, why is all this important? Because if we don't change our mindset, if we don't change our thinking, we will always be complacent. And the complacency comes from the environment that has enabled us to continue to live the life that we are living. And some of you out there, you want to change so bad, but you will never achieve a certain level until you allow the right people to get into your life, into your life. So start with a clean slate, make a choice, make a decision today. Will I settle for this? Will I settle for what the news has to say about my life? What the statistics are for my environment? Would I settle for the median average income, the household income for 2021, 2022, the decade of 2030, would I settle for this? Don't settle, y'all. Do not settle. Do me a favor. Do me a, a huge favor. Do not settle. Do not settle. Do not give up. Do not give in. Do not settle. Do not give up and do not give in. Why? Because people are counting on you. And I want you to go home with this. Write down three names that are closest to you, that are closest to you. And I need you to put it by your bedside. I need you to have some sticky notes on the floor when you wake up in the morning so you can be reminded of these three individuals. I need you to put it in your bathroom mirror. I need you to put it on the top of the oven where you go and you cook. I need you to put it where the sink is. I need you to put it by the microwave. 
I need you to go and put it by the fridge. So every time you go in there, put one on the inside of the fridge and put it on the outside of the fridge. So every time that you go in there, you have a reminder. Because I understand that some of us might not have the environment that we need. I understand that some of us might not have the people that we need. We might not have the resources that we need. But it starts with you making a decision today. So what's your decision going to be? What is your decision going to be? So I just want to encourage you. Don't give up. Don't settle. Because settling, it kills. Complacency, it kills. And it might not be immediately. Sometimes it can be. But complacency kills over time. So I just I just really appreciate y'all. Thank you for your support. If you made it to the end of the episode, if you listen and this has really touched you in any kind of way, I just pray that you share it with someone, uh, share it with somebody, share it with three people uh, at a minimum. Share it with three people. Change their life. Impact their life. Somebody that you think can benefit from it. Hey, listen to this. Something easy as that. That's all it takes to get the message out, right? Because we want to impact those that we can impact, that we can affect and influence. We want to impact the people around us. And you never know. The people that you share with might be thinking the same thing. And now we can all get serious. There's your environment. They're the people that you want to have around. Those are the quality people that you want to be held accountable by. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube, And I just hope that you have a great week, great weekend, wherever you are when you're listening to this, in your car, at work, um, at home, the many different places. You could be in the elevator, you know. If you're in the elevator, give somebody a compliment if you're not by yourself. And just speak to people, smile to somebody, you know, wave at somebody, greet somebody, show love, show love, all right? So I'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, Go and follow us on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, at Katie Speaks Podcast, at Katie Speaks Podcast, and uh, give us a shout out. Let us know. um, Comment on Apple Podcasts, comment on Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts. It's everywhere where you can listen to it. Share it with somebody. Tell them that you love them, and uh, we'll see y'all next week.